0: Text OTR to 989898 to get a free info kit on diversifying your IRA or 401k into gold. With an A-plus rating with the BBB, you can count on Birch Gold. Just text OTR to 989898 to claim your free info kit now.
1: I like a carnival tune. I love a
2: big yellow blue. Oh
3: in Lancaster, because Sonic and Summertime go together. The CBS
4: Radio Mystery Theater presents... Continent, it's hard to imagine that given a reasonably clear day without cloud cover, you won't see an airplane. The great silver birds roaming the sky, sometimes leaving the contrail in their wake, written like a chalk mark on the blue board of the heavens. So safe, so sure, so poised. The actuarial figures prove beyond a shadow of a doubt there is no safer method of transport, despite the myriad things that could go wrong. But the only trouble is that when something does...
1: Flight... Flight 113 one Transways air, Airlines to Traffic Control. Do you read me? Oh! Do you read me? Re- flight... Flight 113 one to traffic control. Oh, read me. Read me. Oh, every transceiver can't be out. Uh, I'm flight 113 one transways to... No, can't. I can't. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe.
4: Terror in the Air was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Robert Dryden and Jennifer Harmon. It is sponsored in part by the Florida Orange Growers and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One.
2: All right, class, quiet down, please. Jimmy, would you tell the class what you learned about squirt fruit? Squirt fruit is what happens to real grapefruit when it gets inside bottles of squirt. Anything else? Well, I
1: couldn't find much more about squirt fruit, but I learned a lot about squirt. It's a natural soft drink with no artificial colors or flavors. I guess it makes sense to call grapefruit squirt fruit. Maybe they should put squirt fruit in the dictionary. Also, I like squirt very much.
2: Very good, Jimmy. Now, class, it's time for music appreciation. Oh, the grapefruit don't grow on a vine. It ain't even purple, and it makes lousy wine, so call it squirt fruit if you would, cause it tastes just like squirt, and that's good. Oh, the squirt fruit, it's squirted, it's a tangy soft drink, it's a great party mix, so call it squirt fruit if you would, cause it tastes just like squirt,
3: and that's good.
0: Here's a tip from your Better Business Bureau on the metric system. You know, the worldwide trend today is toward a universal system of measurement, the metric system. The names of this new system may sound strange to you at first, but fortunately, there are only a few words that have to be learned for everyday use. And these are the millimeter, centimeter, meter, and kilometer for describing length and distance, the milliliter and liter for capacity or volume. The gram, kilogram, and ton for weight, the kilometer per hour for highway speed, and the degree Celsius or centigrade for temperature. You're already using some of these terms more than you may realize. For example, when you go to the supermarket, you see weights expressed in grams on more and more packaged items. Now, for more information on this whole metric system, write to metric information office. National Bureau of Standards, Washington, D.C.
4: Flight 113, Transways Airlines, took off from Miami, a sleek DC 9 four engine jet bound for Seattle, Washington, with one set down at Kansas City. The bulk of her manifest was a large charter of meat packers returning from a convention to be dropped off at Kansas City. The small remaining nucleus of passengers was to be increased by only one pickup. 65-year-old Dr. Sam McCall, a man the crew and his fellow passengers were to thank God for the rest of their lives, for Flight 113 was a jinx ship doomed to a nightmare that is shared by anyone who flies and against which every precaution is taken so that it won't come true. This is the story of the million-to-one chance when it did and which began before the Florida takeoff.
1: This is Flight 113, Transways Airline, Post K-2. I'm ready to roll as soon as you get me someone to hold my hand.
3: He's on his way right now from reserve. Hey, what happened
1: to Dave? His father had a coronary. He's pretty hairy, I guess, second time around. Dave took off for the hospital like he was fired from a gun. We're all checked out. I'll get back as soon as Dave's relief gets here. Come. Hi, Franny. Well, what the sand hill is that?
2: Just a moment, Captain. That's our jolly little cargo. One hundred and fifteen slap-happy meat packers on their way home from the convention.
1: <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> oh,
2: just be glad you don't have to move among them. It's worse than being in Rome. I probably won't be able to sit down for a week.
1: Well, I'll give them a blast on the horn to tone them down.
2: Oh, no, they're all right. I can handle them. Just wanted you to know we're loaded, and your relief co-pilot is on the way.
1: Uh, who'd I draw, do you know?
2: Uh...
5: you a
1: lucky day, Captain Thomas. Look what you got.
2: Oh,
5: mm,
1: Doug Fletcher, not you. Uh, now I know we're jinxed. Dicks and stones will break my bones, but a few breaths coming through that crowd out there, and I'm already as high as a kite. Oh, now, come on, let's cut the comedy. We're ten minutes late already. Uh, <clears throat> Fran, did uh, Charlie check you out on the manifest?
2: Yes, Captain. Hmm.
1: Is he off plane yet?
2: We're all buttoned up.
1: Okay. I'll go get that bunch quieted down out there. Huh? Uh, hit the no smoke and seat belts. Right. Well, nice to have you aboard. Let's earn our pay. This is K-Flight 113 Transways, port K-2 to ground control. Request permission to start engines. You have permission, Captain. Hit him, Doug. Ready to roll as soon as we get the good word. Hold it a sec. Roger. Doug? Where'd G? Oh, at home with the little woman. You? Mm. And babies. <laughs> I never can't pass up that chiffon pumpkin pie. Hey, that's funny. You know I'm a way down, huh? You're still on the pipe transways 113?
5: Yeah, waiting to roll. Okay.
1: You're cleared
3: to taxi to runway five via
5: Obo. Roger. We still
1: have C A V U for the flight? As
3: far as Kansas City. Unlimited.
1: Thanks. We're on our way. Have a nice flight. <laughs> we to please. But the load we're carrying, we can't lose. Most of them can make it under their own power. Otherwise, it looks like a milk run all the way.
4: A milk run. The flight where nothing happens. Where everything goes according to the book. And so it did, as far as Kansas City in spite of the slightly raucous conventioneers who soon passed out quietly to be poured off the plane gently by the stewardesses two and a half hours later. Waiting to take off again, Captain Thomas and his co-pilot Doug Fletcher could have no slightest suspicion that the second half of the flight was to make disaster
1: history.
2: What are we waiting for, Captain?
1: Tower clearance.
2: Anything wrong? Nope
1: something coming in, I guess. Now, how's house load?
2: Oh, you could shoot deer back there. Let's see, we have only 32 left.
1: We didn't pick
2: up anyone here? Only one, a doctor. Very handy to have aboard.
1: Now, what does that mean?
2: Well, oh, just that we have a lady aboard, a married lady who's very pregnant.
1: Oh, I hope we don't pick up any rough weather. Will you knock it off, you two Cassandras? Now, let's get airborne before you discourage me from the whole flight. This is flight 113 Transways Airlines. I'm at number one requesting permission for takeoff. Acknowledge 113
3: Transways. Be advised
1: you are now cleared for takeoff. Here goes nothing. We're on our way. Fly happy, Captain. Only way to go. Thanks, Kansas. And out.
2: Any takers, Inez? Yes, but not you know, to get the drink part out. Two scotches, one bourbon, a stinger for the lady in first. We got that, a stinger? Mm-hmm. I'll take that one to her personally, crabby old biddy. <laughs> I can manage. Oh, I'm going up front anyway, Inez. Maybe the boys want some coffee. Shall I call them? No, I need a little exercise. I want to check on our little mother-to-be anyway. She's pretty near her time, I think. Oh, not too, I hope. Ever been a midwife? Of what? Did you ever deliver a baby? Oh, no, not me. Either for myself or anyone. I think I would freak out. That makes two of us. I hope we don't have to find out. You sure you feel all right, honey? Will you
1: stop worrying, Fred? Well, it's it's just maybe I... Well, I I, I worry we shouldn't have done
2: this. (laughs) It's a little late for that now.
1: I didn't mean the baby. I mean,
2: flying to Seattle. It's still too late. Everything okay with you two lovebirds? Oh, sure. Everything's just fine, sir. Make it Fran. We're a small enough group to be a family. Anything I can get you? No, thanks, Fran. How about you, Mr. Peer? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just fine. It's only Jackie. The worry ward of the world. About everything. It's just his nature. Well, this time I really have something to worry about. Well, not much longer. Only about an hour and a half to Seattle. I wouldn't want anyone to be embarrassed. I'll hold on until then. Oh, Jackie. She's putting you on. He bought a stopwatch so he can time the pains when they start. But don't get me wrong. I love him. That's my exit cue. I've got to deliver this drink to someone. Excuse me. Uh, Dr. McCall, isn't it? What? Oh, oh, yes. I just delivered a drink to your only companion, the lady in the back. Is there anything I can get for you?
1: For me? No. No, there's...
2: Fasten your seatbelt, Doctor.
1: It is fastened.
2: Mind if I sit beside you for a moment?
1: No, not at all. (sighs) What is it?
2: Freak storm. We weren't expecting it or the seatbelt lights would have been up before now. Are you feeling okay?
1: Me? Oh, yes, yes. Why?
2: Why, it's just air pockets, In general, turbulence... Should be through it in a moment. I just wanted to make sure you didn't feel sick. Uh,
1: I feel sick, all right, but not from this.
2: I'm sorry, what can I say?
1: Nothing. What can anyone say? Pete would have been 30 next week. From my angle, that's where life begins. But his ended. Pete? My son time I ever flew first class in my life, thanks to the Air Force. They're flying Pete's body and the rest of his crew back from Guam. That's where they crashed. His mother is buried in Winochki, you see, where I used to practice. I wanted him to lie with her.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood about the way you were looking.
1: Uh, That's all right, it for the rest of you aboard, I'd just soon cash in my chips right here. Well, it won't be that bad. It's just a peewee squall. We're coming out of it. You can go on about your business and forget me.
2: I guess we did blow right through it. Maybe I should get up and see if the captain and the co-pilot want some coffee
1: traffic control yet, Doug? I'm on my third frequency, no response. Where the devil are they now? Couldn't they have picked up what we just came through on the radar? Search me. This flight 113 transways to control tower, do you read me? Hmm. Negative. The breaker's out? Uh, no, Captain, I checked. Uh, well, what do you want, Fran?
2: What happened? No warning on the fireworks. Came out of nowhere. No advance from control?
1: Yeah, we can't dig them up. Now, do you want anything?
2: No, just as long as we're off the bump, though. I thought you might like some coffee. Uh,
1: yeah, heavy on the cream, easy on the sugar. Doug? No, I skipped the coffee. I'm feeling a little off the feet. Hold Hold it. Uh, this is flight 113, Transways Traffic Control. Do you read me?
2: Anything serious, Doug?
1: It will be if we don't make contact. Oh, forget it. There are so many backup systems beyond the regular frequencies. Emergency, Army, Navy, Sea Rescue, relay through another plane. No sweat, baby. I was
2: worried about you. You don't look so hot.
1: You should feel my stomach. Uh, look, bring me a cola with lots of ice, huh? Uh, wait a minute. We
3: read you loud and clear. Where the hell have you been?
1: We've been trying to raise you. Ah, ditto here. Now, where the devil have you been? I'm on emergency backup now, and we are 27,000, cruising speed, 485 knots, holding steady, heading 290. You didn't get anything from us on the regular channels. Negative. Well, we just came through a freak electrical storm. Didn't you pick that up on radar? That's why. We were trying
3: to reach you. It came in from nowhere.
1: It's a whole uh, front by now. Now maybe that's what knocked the radio out. I was thinking of turning back, but maybe I'm better off as we go. Uh, what's up ahead?
3: C-A-V-U on present course. A little storm to the north over
1: the Rockies, but you should bypass it. Yeah, we better. we got a pregnant lady aboard. I'd like to avoid any more turbulence. Uh, just in case, uh, you want to send us up top? Stand by till I clear you. Standing by. Well, looks okay now, except for you, Doug. What's the matter with me? (laughs) You're a little green around the gills. It's at home cooking. Or uh, did a few bumps make you air sick. Oh, no, no, no. I I, I don't know what it is. I got the cold sweats. uh, Seeing double. But it wasn't anything I got from Helen. Maybe I should have bypassed Aunt Bibby's. What do you mean, Aunt Bibby's? Uh, I, I was trying to tell you before we took off at Florida. I couldn't resist stopping off and having some chiffon pumpkin pie for dessert. Damn it. That's what I have. So, you're lucky. It wasn't too rich for you. I I don't know. I think I'm going to pass out. Oh, Oh, Fran. Yes, Captain. Fran, I hate to lay this on you. But I've been having the symptoms Doug's complaining about.
2: Good Lord, Captain.
1: Oh, this is crazy. It can't be happening. It just couldn't be. You'd better get back and bring that doctor up here. I feel like I can hardly move. Look at Doug. He's out. Your doc friend better be for real and get one of us operating... There's gonna be nobody left Hmm, To land this babe
2: I'll get him right away
1: Hello Flight 113 Transways To traffic control You read me Damn Flight 113 to traffic control Oh, you read me Read me and see where it can't be out. Flight 113, one, Transways, Read. Mm. Oh, mayday. Mayday. Mayday.
4: Mayday. The final and ultimate cry for help. When an aircraft is disabled or out of control. The last word air traffic control ever wants to hear. For once that dread alert is sounded, everything moves with controlled pandemonium. I'll return shortly
6: with Act Two. I'm Hyman Brown, producer of Radio Mystery Theater, delighted to announce the name of the second winner in our big contest with Walt Disney World. Congratulations to Mrs. Othelda Barrows of Melrose, Massachusetts. She's won an all-expense-paid week at Walt Disney World near Orlando, Florida, and she'll be treating three family members or friends to the fun. We could be announcing your names next week. You have just as much chance to win as Mrs. Barrows or young Mike Honick of Fort Madison, Iowa, our first week's winner. You, too, could fly first class to Walt Disney World, stay at the Dutch Inn, do all the vacation things like play golf, Camping, swimming, enjoy all rides and attractions, including Disney's bicentennial celebration, America on Parade. We have a hundred neat Mickey Mouse watches as runner up prizes each week, too, and it's so easy to enter. I'll return with the contest details right after the next act of Mystery Theater. everybody this is cousin bruce morrow for the foundation church now these are troubled times not a lot of money around work's kind of tough to get these here we're disillusioned wondering what what's going to go down next well it's easy to go along with it right i mean just sit around and say ah who cares you do not the next guy worry about it but does it have to be like this pride dignity truth being straight with one another now these qualities have not disappeared they've just gone to sleep for a while right but now's the time to wake them up Only we can do it. This message brought to you by the Foundation Church. 111 East 38th Street, New York, New York. Zip 10016.
4: In the air, secure on automatic pilot the big DC-9 is a symbol of man's ability to conquer a hostile medium, to make it his own, as safely and sure as any bird. Inside this big bird, from the cockpit aft, the passengers have no notion of what lies ahead. As yet, but on the ground, if the mayday alert has gotten through control tower will be in charge, his voice calm but precise, but underlying it, the ragged edge of knowledge he shares with every pilot who receives, that man may conquer the elements, but never wholly
1: subdue them.
2: Excuse me, Dr. McCall.
1: (laughs) Oh... Yes, Stordis. I'm
2: sitting down beside you because I have no wish to alarm the rest of the plane. You are a medical doctor, aren't you?
1: Uh, if I'm not, I've kept up the pretense successfully for more years than I'd care to say.
2: Do you have a doctor's bag with you by any chance?
1: Yes. I don't know why. Force would have Why do you ask?
2: There's some trouble in the cockpit. The pilot and the co-pilot seem to be in some sort of... Well, have some sort of food poisoning. Could we just walk up there casually?
1: We'd better get there fast.
2: Not too fast. There's a lady watching us who is... Well, volatile, for want of a better word. I don't want to get the rest of the plane alarmed. Tell you what. I left the cabin door open. I'll keep her busy while you go forward.
1: Whatever you say, my dear. Are they conscious?
2: I don't know. The captain was when I left... Don't worry. The plane's on automatic pilot. Well, Mrs. Miller, did you enjoy your stinger? Perhaps you'd like a
4: repeat? The scene in the control room of the plane is enough to turn anyone's blood to water. In the co-pilot seat, Doug Fletcher is half slumped to the floor, out cold. In the pilot seat to the left, Captain Thomas is valiantly trying to fight off his blackout but only half-conscious himself. Flight
1: 113... One, see Rescue. Do you read? Do you read? I'm a doctor, Captain. Oh. Uh, what's the trouble? Oh, pain in the stomach. Uh, I want to throw up, but I can't. See Devil, I can't keep my eyelids from closing. Right, Let us have a look. No same with your co-pilot? Yes. Did you eat together before you left on this flight? Uh, no, but both had the same pie in Miami. Place called Aunt Vivis. Pumpkin Chiffon. Uh, that doesn't sound so lethal. Oh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid.
2: How are they, doctor?
1: What's your name again? Fred. Okay, Fred. Got to make a snap diagnosis on damn little information. Looks like we have a couple of cases of botulism. What's that? That's kind of food poisoning that affects the nervous system. Both of them are in coma. Now, there's some toxins that might be helpful, but I don't have them in my bag. Best we're gonna do is get plenty of cold towels and hope that we can bring one of them out of it.
2: And if we don't?
1: We are in real trouble any idea of our ETA?
2: About midnight Seattle time. That's about an hour and a half. Just about.
1: Well, first thing is to try to save these boys. Uh, Can you call back on the intercom to one of the other hostesses and get some ice and plenty of towels?
2: Yes, sir.
1: Uh, First, uh, help me move the captain onto the floor.
2: This is Inez. What you want, Control? Take a deep breath, hon. You sound like it's bad enough news for me to pass clear out. It isn't good, but I'm counting on you. You put it that way, Fran. You can count. Well, we have mucho trouble up front, but we don't want to get the passengers panicked. Sure, but, uh, Kay, uh, what goes? We need all the ice and towels we can get up front. Use the drink cart as a cover and come through as fast as you can.
3: Muy bien, querida. Leave it to Inez.
1: Baby,
2: I'm fine. Why, Fred?
1: I don't know. You seem to be sort of squirming around.
2: That isn't me, it's your firstborn.
1: Here comes the hostess with a card. Now, you want some milk or something?
2: Your son and heir may be active, but he's not quite ready for that yet. What? What milk?
1: (laughs) I don't know, Jackie. I get the notion you're working me over. Maybe we shouldn't have taken this trip. Why not? Because you resent it. I just thought, you know, a first baby and all, you'd be safer in Seattle with mom and than all alone in Kansas City.
2: I wasn't exactly alone there.
1: Well, you didn't have any kinfolk folk to help out.
2: Did it ever occur to you I'd just like to have my baby by myself?
1: Oh, it's my baby, too. Sure it is.
2: You've just got to excuse us uptight females at the end of the pregnancy route. We forget it's anything but just us and junior.
1: You're the only two that count you first.
2: Cheer up, honey. Everything's going to be all right. I was thinking about something cold to drink, but we missed the boat. Or I should say cart. Inez is already all the way through to first class.
1: Look, I could go and get us... No,
2: no, no. It doesn't matter. So,
1: I'll catch her on the the way
5: back.
2: (laughs) Who is it? Inez with the towels and ice. Just a minute. Let me in quick. Big nose there is smelling trouble. Who? The lady with the stingers. She doesn't matter. Help me and the doctor get some cold towels on the captain and Doug. They are passed out? I hope that's all. Then who is flying the plane? That's a good question.
1: It's no use, girls. They're in deep coma.
2: Can't you bring them out of it?
1: I doubt it we get them hospitalized. If then.
2: They are not going to die. From food poisoning?
1: Botulism? <laughs> that may be academic, though, unless we figure out some way to land this plane. Either of you pilots? No. Not me. Are we deadheading any back there? No. Check the manifest? I
2: had it right here. None of our pilots.
1: Anyone on the list who flies? I doubt it. Uh, that leaves me.
2: You're a pilot?
1: In a manner of speaking. Before my wife died, when we lived in Wenotski, I used to share a beat-up old Cherokee one prop plane with another doctor. Only way to get to patients in outlying areas. I guess that's what got Pete all strung out on flying. Uh, that was small potatoes though. It's over six years since I touched the controls. What can I do with this?
2: Somebody's got to do something. Not only to save the captain and Doug's lives, but 34 more of us, including you.
1: Well, what do we got to lose? You keep those cold towels on the captain on the floor. We'll leave the co-pilot in his seat to save room. Oh, this maze. The forest prime evil. All right, give me the headphones where's radio in this mess? Uh,
2: right here, Doctor. Uh, but they were having trouble with the regular frequencies.
1: What's it set on now?
2: I don't know. Army, uh, air rescue, emergency, maybe.
1: So, let's see what we can raise. Hello? Hello, anyone? Can you call me? Can you hear me? We are receiving. Identify yourself, please. Oh, sure. This is Dr. Sam McCall. We are awaiting identification. I just told you this is... Uh, I guess I have to remember to press down the button on the wheel for you to hear me, huh? We can hear your reply. What did you say? Uh, wait a minute. Uh, what did you say? I let go of the button. Oh. To explain to you that to receive us, you must release the
3: red button on the wheel. And to transmit, you must press it down.
1: Over to you. I get it. Then will you identify? Sure. I'm Dr. Sam McCall. Pete McCall's father? You go, know, my son?
3: Very well. But that doesn't matter for the moment. Uh, will you identify your aircraft?
1: Oh, yes, yes. Uh, this is flight... Uh, what's the number?
2: 113 one, Transways Airlines. Inez, you hang in here. I'm going back to check the passengers. Uh,
1: flight 113 one, Transways Airlines. Oh, yes. You're the mayday. That's us, brother. Well, can you give us your position? Well, I I can try, but with this maze of instruments, I'm not familiar with them. Where are your pilots? Both in a coma. Botulism poisoning. Any chance they'll be out of it within the next hour and a half? Hard to tell. I'd say kind of doubtful. They both were hit so bad it's a toss-up whether they can hold out against respiratory paralysis.
3: And there's no other qualified commercial pilot aboard?
1: That's right. The only guy who ever flew anything is me. And then it was just a little old one-lung Cherokee prop you flew by the seat of your pants.
3: Well, if you can fly a Cherokee, you can fly a DC nine.
1: You're gonna have to teach me, brother. And I sure hope you can in the next hour and a half. Because if you don't tell me how to bring her down, I guess we're just going to head out over the Pacific till we run out of gas and drop into the sea.
4: A situation to challenge the worst nightmare you ever dreamed. Behind him are over 30 people depending on him for their lives. Facing him is a mass of instruments, dials, switches, buttons, and levers most of them unfamiliar to him, which control the hundred-plus tons of airplane that he must put down on the ground safely within a short span of 90 minutes. I shall return as soon as I can with Act Three.
3: I like a carnival tune. It reminds me of a real good time. I love a big yellow in the summer sky. In at 12:10 West Miller Road in Garland because Sonic and summertime
5: go together.
6: Oh, great Spirit, whose voice in the winds I hear, and whose breath give life to all the world, hear me. The voice is Iron Cody of the Cherokee Nation.
5: The words are a prayer first spoken 400 years ago by his people
6: people who love the land make me walk in beauty make my heart respect all you have made make me wise that i may know all you have taught my people the lessons you have hidden in every rock in some americans today
5: that spirit is reborn throughout the land areas of thoughtless litter and pollution are being restored to their natural beauty And yet we still have so far to go, so everyone must get involved. To contact the Keep America Beautiful team nearest you, write Keep America Beautiful, 99 Park Avenue, New York,
6: New York. People start pollution. People can stop it. A public service message from this station and the Advertising Council.
4: The cockpit of a four engine jet monster 31,000 feet above the ground, alone. A 65 year old man who joined this flight with nothing but death on his mind. Dr. Sam McCall, widower, now flying to pick up the coffin and the body of his pilot son who died tragically in a crash on Guam. Now, suddenly, by a massive wrench of fate, He is thrown back into the stream of life because he is the only person aboard who can fly this plane. And landing it safely depends on the quiet voice in his headphones.
1: Now, did you locate the altimeter? Yeah, I have it. What does it read? Thirty-ten.
3: Good, good. Now, you're at 31,000, and that is your altitude until further instructions. Look at the instrument panel.
1: I hate to. It scares the hell out of me. There's the bank and turn indicator. And this looks like it could be the airspeed indicator.
3: So just take it easy, Doc. You've got this thing licked. You know enough
1: about it. Okay, Doc? Confirm. Hey, I like the Doc part, too. Something about having a name makes me feel more at home. Do I get one for you?
3: Affirmative. This is uh, Colonel Blake.
1: Okay, Colonel. We'll use our titles. Now, how do I fly this crate?
3: That's a breeze, Doc. You just look down, and you'll see the rudder pedals. Put your feet on them. Now, look for your airspeed indicator and get familiar with it. That's the one left of the two circles dead ahead. Yeah, I got it. And above that is your climb and dive indicator. I see it. Uh, directly to your right are uh, stabilizer and trim levers. Now, you come to your throttles. They should be set at uh, cruising speed. Uh, what does your airspeed indicator read?
1: Uh, 485. Roger.
3: That's right where she should be. Now, the uh, pedestal, uh, those are the uh, yellow throttles. The forward uh, increases your speed. Check?
1: Check. Uh, back decreases, right?
3: Right, right. But they must be coordinated and gentle. Now, do you locate the automatic pilot switch? It's uh, up there on the console, uh, over your head, uh, to, to to the right slightly.
1: Yeah, I have it, Colonel.
3: Now, you are ready to fly the plane, Doc. I hope. No sweat. Now, you've flown before. This baby's just a little bit bigger. Now, hands on the wheel, feet on the rudders. Reach forward and flip off automatic. Check, I...
1: Wow, she lurched on No,
3: no, no, that's to be expected. You now have control of the aircraft. Keep her just as she is. Watch your climb and dive indicator. Watch your airspeed. Hold it steady. How's she coming?
1: Brother, what a difference... I can feel every ton of her. Sluggish. Heavy. Don't let her fool you.
3: Sure, sure, she feels different from a Cherokee, but remember, Doc, all controls are on servo-mechanism. They react, you know, from the slightest touch. They're like power controls in a car. And we're going to let you feel that out. Very, very gently. We're going to have you descend a little. Okay, Doc?
1: You're the boss, Colonel.
3: Just till you take over. So, grip the four knobs in the center. We're going to ease up on the throttle. Not so fast. Easy. Ease it off. You you notice it's getting quiet. Now, easy. Push forward slowly on the wheel.
1: Boy, she responds quick.
3: Pull back. Pull back. Uh, Now, ease forward again. You notice she's going quiet.
1: Yeah. I don't like it.
3: That's the way she goes. Now push forward on the wheel. Easy.
1: Easy. Hey, she's she's getting away from me. Took it right out of my hand. Pull up. But but slow. Yeah, I am. But she's bucking like a steer. If you're overcorrecting.
3: Easy, easy does it. Uh, Remember, doc, it's just a touch. The servo mechanism does all the rest. Now, uh, bring your nose down.
1: Wilco. That's
3: a comforting old word.
1: It's all scary. Real scary. I I don't know if I can make it. You
3: can cut it, Doc. As soon as we get you up top again, we're going to try banking left and right a little, just so you have the plane well in hand.
6: (laughs) Ah! Ah! What is it, Jackie, baby? Uh, a, a baby?
2: I'm afraid. Yes, it's. It's so near. The pains are almost every minute.
1: Oh, oh Lord. What are we going to do?
2: I, I'll try to hold on. Honest, I will, but. Uh, stewardess, friend, it's Jackie, my wife. She's having the baby. Here, help me get these seat backs down in front. Stretch her out. I'll get blankets. Inez? Yes, Fred. Get up to the cockpit and tell Doctor Mrs. Pierce's baby is coming. I'll do my best to handle it. I'll try not to bother him, but I might have to call for instructions on the intercom. Sure, Fred, sure. So get going. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me, please. There is no reason for panic. The plane is in good hands. I want to get all of us as far back towards the tail as we can. Everyone find their life jackets and inflate them as instructed when we were taking off. We have a lady who is about to deliver her child. I'm asking you to the rear as much for her privacy as for any other reason. We are all going to be all right. If the good Lord grants us a new somebody into the world... He sure doesn't plan to take all the rest of us out of it. Excuse me, Doctor. How's it going?
1: Uh, Not so bad now. Back on automatic. Taking a little rest. How's everything back
2: there? Oh, not bad. Uh, Not good. I mean, Fran, she asked me to tell you she is handling it. But she might have to call by the intercom in case because... Oh, there's a lady having a baby.
1: Oh, that's nice. I'll try to set her down easy as I can. When is it due? Do?
2: I-, I don't know exactly when, but it's on the way right now.
1: In the midst of death, we are in life. Or is it the other way around? Uh, does Fran know what to do?
2: I don't know. She said she would do her best, but... What's that? Intercom. You, you throw this switch here. Oh, hello? Hello, Doctor. It's Fran. Everything okay up there? For the moment. I'm sorry to bother you, but I have a problem.
1: The lady who's giving birth?
2: Yes. The baby is coming, but it it's positioned the wrong way.
1: Breach birth. Look, you can't handle that. I tell you what, we have an odd 25 minutes to play around with. To hold everything, I'll be right back. Flight 113 to control.
3: I am receiving you. Well, how
1: much time do I have before we start descent approach?
3: 25 uh, 30 minutes.
1: All right, then hang on till I get back to you. Before I try to land this plane, I got to do something I really know about. I've got to go deliver a baby. This is flight 113 uh, my term to control. We have you, doc.
3: How's the baby?
1: A fine boy. Kind of makes up a little for my own. How do we stand?
3: You're ready to get off automatic and commence descent. At 485 knots, you should be coming down at 1,500 feet per minute.
1: Roger. I'm now commencing descent.
3: Very good. Now, hold that descent rate to 1,800 feet a minute... And then we'll go into landing approach.
1: Funny thing, Colonel.
3: What? What's that, Doctor?
1: I just accomplished something very difficult, bringing one life into the world. I hope I'm as successful in keeping 37 lives protected that are already here.
3: We're now coming in on your final approach. The descent is fine. How
1: do you feel? Oh, I'm okay. Going a little fast, but I... oh, no, 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 okay.
3: All right. Now we lower the wheels. You uh, you
1: remember the exercise? Affirm. Pull out rear lever and push down. Watch for three green lights indicating wheels down. I have the green. Okay, the landing gear is down.
3: We have you in sight. Now give her some throttle as the gear slows you
1: down. I feel the drag. More throttle? Watch the flap indicator. You you remember? Yeah, I remember. Ten degrees of flaps added. Confirmed.
3: Roger. Hold her there. Maintain airspeed at 127.
1: I'm maintaining speed. You're
3: doing fine. Keep your feet on the pedals. Keep her nice and level. Can, Can you see the runway? I see it. All right, all right. Now, maintain all configurations. You're doing just fine, Doc, just fine. We we like the picture. Come in easy as you are.
1: I'm getting awful close. Just
3: keep your nose up. Watch the airspeed.
1: Yeah, look. It's dropped 10, uh, 20.
3: That's that's all right. You know you're slowing her up. And, And you're in, so get your brakes drop
1: your nose. Confirmed. Hey, she's yawing on Hold your me. rudder firm.
3: Hold your attitude. Keep that yoke back, that hard back. Keep that yoke back. Push, push hard on those brakes, Doc. Push hard. Should I reverse engine? No, no. Steady on the rudder pedals. Keep that nose down. Give it all you have on the brakes. <laughs> I made it. I made it. That's all your son asked for. I'm signing off now, Doc, and turning you over. The plane
4: is down, and in the operations office of the airport, the hero of the hour has been sequestered in blessed relief from all the hoopla and excitement by the airport director.
1: Anything I can get you? A drink or something, Doctor? A bed, mainly. Uh, first, though, I've got some thank yous to dispense. Was it you who talked me down? I don't understand. Was somebody on ground communications landed that big crate without damage? Not me. Who was on the horn with me all the way in? Well, nobody. What do you mean, nobody? I was talking to myself... I mean is that out of Kansas City, everyone lost contact with Flight 113. As far as we're concerned, on the ground, only one man set her down. Dr. Sam McCall. Yeah, but that's crazy. Colonel Blake was the one who monitored every move I made. If it wasn't for him, me, and everyone aboard, including the new young man, would have been gone geese. I couldn't have landed that skyscraper by myself. You see... You, you were in radio contact all the way? Well, sure, with Colonel Blake. C- Colonel Jackson Blake? I never did get his first name. Well, why? You know him? But no, not, not personally, but... Well, he was the pilot of the plane in which your son crashed and all personnel were lost. He said he knew my son, Pete. You trying to say he was dead all the time? Well, the only thing I know is that... Right beside your son Pete's coffin is one that contains a Colonel Blake. And your radio was out cold. Well, no one else could have talked you down.
4: What can you add to that? An elderly man who hadn't touched a plane control in six years... And then only a single engine landed several tons of modern multi-engine jet by himself in radio silence. Or was there some other force beyond that which brought him home? You make up your minds. I'll be back shortly.
5: I like a carnival too We have a real good time.
3: Because Sonic and Summertime go together.
4: I won't vouch for the story you just heard. It's part and parcel of many legends. There was a whole crew who got poisoned eating key lime pie. There is a story of the radio operator of a sunken aircraft carrier who talked a plane home. Tale of a dead son who brought his father down, and so on, and so on. All we ask on this program is not belief, just suspension of disbelief. Our cast included Robert Dryden, Jennifer Harmon, Earl Hammond, Richard Seff, and Hetty Galen. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.
5: In God We Trust, America Speaks. Abraham Lincoln's Creed. I believe in God, the almighty ruler of nations, our great and good and merciful maker, our Father in heaven,
6: who notes the fall of a sparrow and numbers the hairs on our heads. I have a solemn vow registered in heaven to finish the work I am in, in full view of my responsibility to my God, with malice toward none, with charity for
5: all, with firmness in the right, as God gives me to see the right. Presented by the Catholic Communications
6: Foundation.
4: Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and by the Florida Orange Growers. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant
6: dreams.
5: The Dallas Morning News amusement section is better than good. It's fair.
2: Wait a minute. How can fair be better than good?
5: If it's called F-A-R-E, it can.
2: Oh, that's fair. But what makes it so good?
5: Fair is more than an amusement section. It's a weekly entertainment guide.
2: Does it still have the reviews I like on movies, theater, concerts, opera, and art?
5: Sure, but now you'll have a lot more to enjoy, like a catalog of things to do and places to go, stories about showbiz folks and just plain folks, a look at the latest records, what to read, where to eat the hottest chili and the best beat Wellington, and what not to miss on radio and TV.
2: That sounds great.
5: That's fair. A week's worth of entertainment in Saturday's Dallas Morning News. For home delivery, call 745-8383. WFAA, Dallas, Fort Worth. (laughs) CBS News.